0: And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Cool. So, hi, Guillem. Um Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you,
3: James.
2: Uh, so, I'm speaking to you ahead of the launch of Brave New World in Spain, or Un Mundo Nuevo, I think it's called here. Um, but, I mean, first of all, I just want to say thank you for writing this book. Um, I'm a massive Spurs fan, obviously, and I know all my friends who have read it just thought it was an incredibly detailed insight into the the inner workings not just of the man Maurizio but of the club and it was like a real privilege to be able to get that level of of detail so just want to kick off saying thanks awesome book um (laughs) thank you so I I think the story of the origin of this book has sort of been covered in other interviews you've done and sort of October November last year Um, there's actually a particularly good one you did I think with Dan Kilpatrick on the Tottenham way so people are interested go and listen to that because it was brilliant so I'm not going to rehash the origin of the book, like it's some sort of Marvel movie reboot or anything. Uh, I'm actually more interested in, in the aftermath of what happened. So after it came out, did the book, did it do as well as you'd hoped?
1: Much, 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 better. And that was, the, uh, that was a bit of a surprise for everybody, I think, involved, uh, for different reasons. The publishers, uh, this is the first book that I've done with them. Uh, which didn't didn't have like an international slant for from the beginning. So uh, you know, I've I've done a book on uh, Rafa Benitez and Istanbul, and there was the Champions League uh, final. Uh, then Pep uh, Guardiola, Messi, Ronaldo. So the expectations of those books were uh, that they will be sold mostly abroad, but also in the UK. Uh, with uh, Pochettino was the first one uh, in which the targets was basically. Uh, UK UK readership, but uh, a series of things happened to the book that uh, that meant that that it had uh, the biggest repercussion of any of my books, to be honest. Starting by the fact that um, that the Pochettino was very open, and and so was everybody else, and the club uh, backed me up. Uh, to a point where uh, I remember, after talking to uh, Daniel Levy, he said, "We'll put the book in the shops," and I hadn't even brought a line yet. So it was uh, a complete faith in in what I was doing, uh, even though they knew that they could not uh, take anything out. So it was not; there was, it's not an official book. It's uh, it's it's my book and my vision on 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 Pochettino and what's going on at the club. Obviously, with his words, but not just his words. So even though the genre was a bit confusing uh, and I'm so happy that that's the case. Cause you know, you shouldn't make life easy for readers. Hmm. Um, but uh, despite all that, and despite the fact that, uh, that, as I say, it's not an official book, it was taken like, uh, can I can call it an authorized or, 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 or the vision, the, 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 the real insight into what's, what's going on at the club, which, which it is. So, as such, uh, fans wanted, uh, were desperate really, to find out more about Pochettino because his language skills still with English are, are limited. Um, and I think he plays with it a little bit. So he, he, he creates this, this barrier um, between, you know, between the, 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 the journalist and himself, which stops people getting to know him better. So it was a way of, uh, of opening up that world. For me, the biggest exercise of all was to tell the story of a manager in the Premier League. Uh, it just happens to be Pochettino, it just happens to be Spurs. But, you know, how they leave and how they suffer and how they relate to people, etc. So, that was another, another layer of readers that were not necessarily Spurs, that were not necessarily just uh, UK-based. And then, of course, uh, there, there was this, I don't know where it all started, but... Uh, Apparently, for like about one minute, uh, the book jinxed uh, Spurs' season, and uh, and that was that was completely unexpected because it was completely biased reading of what was going on because the the jinx that happened no, it wasn't a minute; it was like for a month or so. Did not include the Champions League, <laughs> uh, so it was it was only uh, the league related ignoring the fact that actually same results uh, were produced 12 months before, around the same air, uh, same time. But um, whoever started with the line, oh, the book is jinxed, uh, spare season, that caught so much so that one newspaper that I will never be part of, work for, write for, or, or talk to, really, the Sun. Uh, managed to put a, a double spread with the cover of the paper and telling the decision was jinxed and given details of the of the book uh which was the uh the biggest publicity you could you could aspire for. Right.
2: So I mean I that was something I was I was gonna ask you a bit later, but we've jumped straight to it so so why not? But I mean how did that feel to you and uh, did did you speak to Mauricio about that? I mean he obviously he very publicly defended the book in press conferences around that time. Um, you know, but I, I think there were even Spurs fans who were sort of blaming the book, saying it was bad timing that the revelations were unsettling the squad. I think anyone kind of vaguely sensible could see that it was probably a lot more to it than just a book. But yeah, what 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 did you think about? Did you think, oh no, what have we done? Or or you know, did he <laughs> did he express any regret to you that, that it had come out at that time? Or has he? Picture since- my
1: picture my face with uh, eyes like dishes going on like what? <laughs> uh, when I get I get uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, leaders of the industry coming to me and saying, what's happened? You know, this book is jinxed the season. I'm thinking, confirmation, yet again, that as fans, our brain stops, uh, stops working at 12. So we don't develop. We're just 12-year-olds as fans. <laughs> and, uh, and even the most intelligent of people coming out with that line was like, honestly, are you, are you serious about this? But... Um, but of course, yes, it it allowed the book to be discussed in even more forums. So I think it was mentioned in six press conferences. Uh, in one occasion, one one very well-known journalist brought the book and started reading from it uh, and quoting from it. Um, eventually, we have to say we had we we, we are uh, you know allowed to explain more of how the book worked. For instance, uh, at some point, Pochettino said that he didn't earn one single penny from it, which is true. And the money that uh, that is raised uh, from the publishers has gone to uh, a, a Spurs charity of his choice. Uh, so he was saying, you know, the more you talk about it, the more sales. And uh, just before this interview, I had a look at Amazon, and it's the number one uh, football book still. In, uh, so he he has been he has been the best sold football book of the year.
2: Uh, congratulations!
1: Thank you. So you know the whole. The whole thing—it's—it's uh, it's well beyond uh, anybody's expectations, and it all starts really with the relationship that I, I have with him and the and the trust and and the fact that he—I don't think Mauricio knew very well the editorial market and what he meant to bring a book like that. And I mean, obviously, I was aware, but uh, if we had talked about it in detail of what the repercussions of doing a book like this, I would have told him. Trust me, this is a good thing for you, obviously for me, for the publishers, but for him as well, because he's allowed to tell his story of who he is. And and it was only after the book was published that his wife told me that um, I've known them for a long while. And uh, his wife told me that 10 years ago, when the possibility of writing a book first came up to them, or they started talking about it, or somebody offered it to him, Uh, both Karina and Mauricio agreed that uh, it would be me doing it and I had no idea about this so they kept this secret for 10 years and when I approached them they didn't even tell me but uh, you know I didn't need to tell him worry about the I didn't need to tell him to worry about the what was going to happen next because I thought it was a good thing, and I think it's proven to be a good thing for, for him and for the club.
2: I think so. I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Because we often, as fans, and you see in the media, it's saying that the players are too mollycoddles, you know, we don't really get an insight into who they are. Um, and then whenever, you know, them as players step out of line on social media, people go crazy. And then here you've got a book that really does show the inner workings and. In, you know, even though it's through the perspective of one man, you've obviously spoken to loads of people at the club, and and now everyone's complaining that there's there's too much information going out publicly.
1: That's uh, the nature of this world, I think. Uh, there is always complaining. I don't mind. I, I'm very proud of uh, of the work I've done, because first and foremost, because the the people that got involved are happy with it as well, and uh, and. They didn't know what, what they, what they were getting into. Nobody did, and and I know people that have helped me uh, in different to give me different angles of Mauricio to tell me stories. And remember, as as you just said, um, it's not just his words. What comes out there are uh, they are his words and the players' words and the, the stories that I get about or uh, that I tell or that Mauricio tells through through uh, you know in, in his words uh, about players. They've mostly been told to me by players themselves. So, you know, they've opened up uh, as much as I was, you know, I was expecting and, and they've opened up as much as they wanted to. So uh, I, as a consequence as well, and I will, I'm updating the book, which uh, they updated, the, the paperback version should come out at the beginning of the season. And I went back to talk to some of the players that uh, had to react actively when the book came out. I had spoken already to them, but uh, I just went back to say, you know, what, what were the consequences? Because you had the likes of Eric Dyer having to do uh, an interview for a Sunday newspaper as a consequence of the book, because uh, there was a story about him and Mourinho, and uh, and I didn't know, of course, that he was going to do that uh, interview with the Sunday newspaper. I think it was the Sunday Times, and uh, and when I saw it, I thought, oh wow, he's going to have to, he's had to explain what he already explained in the book, but because it comes out in Mauritius' words, people don't know that it was him telling me the whole story about him and Eric Diane and Mourinho. So I messaged him and said, are you okay? He said, no, 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 no problem. We just thought it, it, would, it would be a good idea to explain that that's in the past, that he uh, has been a very good year for me and that I've learned from the whole of it. Uh, so, so, you know, the, the book comes out, but still branches of it, as if it was a tree, just uh, just kept growing on their own, and uh, and it was good to catch up with some of the guys and see what the consequences of uh, of the book were. And all of them, all of them, positive.
2: That's great. So so would that be in the form of a of a kind of foreword or prologue, or or actually sort of embedded into parts of the book, or another epilogue,
1: perhaps? I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. Uh, I've, I will be talking. I mean, we're presenting, as you know, the the book on on Friday and I'll be talking, I have already had uh, a couple of long chats with, uh, with Mauricio and I've been in touch with his assistants and so on. So I've got the information. I'll have one last chat with, uh, with Mauricio before the presentation. And then I have to decide because I don't want to, I, I don't think I should be putting in his words, maybe using the same kind of literary trick. Uh, maybe I should explain what's happened myself uh, as, a, as an epilogue. It's only it only has to be uh, you know five six thousand words so it won't be a lot and basically it's what we're saying puts a little bit more detail on uh, on on the consequences of it because and I keep this for the book they all it all also had a consequence for five uh, six press conferences Pochettino talking about the book results weren't happening. what was in his mind what was the 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 feeling? Uh, of that extra pressure that came to his way is that did it make him a better coach was it something that he didn't need all that will be uh, will be explained in the book
2: okay uh, well it'd be great to hear and you mentioned the, the book being launched in Spain so uh, why is it why is it being released in Spain now did, did you always plan to release it over here or was it just a case of Maurizio being available to promote it or was it the popularity was it always the plan for there to be a Spanish edition
1: well, we, uh, I wrote it in Spanish, because uh, I wanted him to read it, uh, and and then when, once it was done in English, I edited the English version, uh, and I passed bits of it to him, so he could feel, uh, he could see if the tone in English was similar to to, you know, to his tone, and it's impossible to reproduce uh, the tone of somebody whose English is not 100%, uh, but still has to be written as proper English, so, so you know, it was... Not so much a translation as, as it was a, um, I don't know how to describe it, a mixture of translation, transcription, and, 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 and making it sound like him. So there was a lot of processes in it, but originally it was done in, in Spanish, uh, in Spanish with Argentinian touches, because that's, that's his Spanish. And, uh, and obviously being published by Orion, uh, once it comes out in English, then in the book trade... And through the publicity, etc., you get foreign publishers coming over and 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 wanting to translate it. So the Spanish one was a they. they, Contra is the name of the publishers. They came straight away. They said they wanted to do it. It wasn't the only one, so there was a little bit of an auction, and uh, and eventually we went for them because they 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 look after their their books very well, both in terms of. The, the the design of it, but also the promotion of it, and they're doing a great job, uh, including the presentation on Friday, which will be very popular because it's open to the public and media will be there as well, etc. And uh, once once I found out when it was going to be published, and it's today. Today I got uh, and I haven't got hold of the book yet because I've just come back from Kiev, but uh, uh, it was just a matter of saying to Mauricio, can you? Can you come over? Are you going to be in Barcelona? He is. He was going to be in Barcelona anyway. He was always going to come to the presentation. we we'll put a date to it. And uh, I think we ha- I have to keep like three rows of, of chairs available for the people he's inviting. Because he's inviting absolutely everybody. Uh, so it would be um, a, good, a good day for him. A good day for him to see some of the people that he admires and that he likes and he's invited over. All his staff and the wives... coming over as well and uh and yeah it'll be uh, an opportunity to um to send off the uh the the season and to celebrate uh what has been you know for both of us uh, a fantastic experience
2: yeah looking forward to that i I I can fight my way past mauricio's family to to get a seat may have to get there really early (laughs) yeah we (laughs) may have to stand up at the back (laughs) (laughs) that's fine um, so, I mean, given that it was written in Spanish, which makes sense, given that you're both Spanish or Argentinian, it's your native language, so is it possible that this version is actually an even more accurate reflection of Maurizio and, and his thoughts?
1: Certainly, the, the content is the same, but uh, it would sound more like him. It would. And uh, But remember that um, it's not just his own words, so... The other words also have to go via the filter of um, of his tone. So again, there was a there was extra word to be put in there to make it sound all like him, uh, but still create this this genre of, of of a biography in the first person. So it still, is an artificial product from that point of view in the sense that uh, I put together a lot of things. They they're all real, uh, but you know he didn't write the, the diary himself so uh, in from that point of view still is a literary creation if you like but the content is completely real and is uh, you know it's 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 as you say perhaps closer to his certainly to his voice because um the way he speaks even though he's been he probably almost feels as spanish as he feels argentinian these days but his his accent still argentinian the words he uses are still argentinian uh, so you will get a little bit more of that in the in the Spanish version for sure.
2: So, sure. and, and how do you, how do you think it will be received in Spain as, as opposed to how it was in the UK? Not just by sports media and things like that, but also fans of the game in general, Spanish football
1: fans. Basically, the the first reference I have, uh, because the book has just come out today, but is the interest from the media, and it's huge. So we're going to have televisions and newspapers and radios and and press agencies coming over. So uh, and and they want, they of course want to talk to Pochettino, obviously. But they want in all of them, they want both of us. So they want to see what how this thing has come up, and they realised uh, because the stories that were coming out in England rebounded into the Spanish press about you know the jinx in the season, but also the success of the book. So they want to hear. About the book as well, so from that point of view, the interest uh, should be very, very big, bigger than I'm trying to think. Uh, apart from the Johan Cruyff book recently, there because there is not the same kind of reading culture that you get in England. Uh, football books just go a little bit off radar, but this one seems to have caught people's imagination. And of course, the the fact that Pochettino still is a little bit of a uh, of a mystery, perhaps a little bit less of a mystery. In Spain and in England, but still a little bit of a mystery. Well, uh, all that has has, has made the uh, you know the, the, the product very very attractive. So, in terms of fans, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because, as I said, there is it will sell less because there is less people reading. But we have entered a new era, and as you live in Spain, you must have seen that a new era in which the football books are really good produce, well produced. If they are translated, they're really well translated. They're properly looked after. There is more than one publishers that are that are uh, just publishing in them, and uh, they already saw a complete different uh, approach to the Messi book, for instance, that was published by Planeta, which is the biggest uh, publishers in Spain, and that was 2013, 14, to the Ronaldo one, which was published last year and already had a much bigger repercussion. To this one so there's more and more readers that are interested about this kind of uh, this kind of books and uh, and perhaps we've got a really good timing for it now
2: yeah i mean whenever i speak to people here in barcelona about spurs and pochettino i think most of them are very complimentary of him um you know i think his star has risen quite a lot as you said even the barcelona fans have a lot of respect for what he's doing in my experience but you know as it, you 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 have your finger on the pulse of of Spanish football and and everything like that so how is how is he viewed now in Spain generally if if people here do you think been quite surprised by his success because you know he came into Espanol a a young manager and you talk about a lot about this in the book but you know a young kind of a novice he did a job of keeping them up possibly yeah through his methods and also that that kind of you know, that feeling of passion and belief he installs in his players being his, home, not his hometown club, but his club. Um, but to go to England and succeed with Southampton and now be pulling off results like beating Madrid 3-1 at home in the Champions League and that kind of thing. Has he gone far beyond what you or, or the rest of Spain could have imagined?
1: Well, I think of him and where he was going to go, I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, uh, quite clearly this season, he's, he's, he's gone a, a, a floor up uh, quite clearly. And it's got to do with um, with the results against Real Madrid. It's got to do about what he did in the group stages. It's got to do as well with the, how unlucky he was against Juventus. But also with the fact that he's opened up to the media, that around the, the Madrid games, he gave really good interviews. I remember... He gave me a well, I, I put together the whole coaching staff, the, the, the ones that have been with him for a while uh, Tony, Mickey, Jesus, and him. And that went uh, into the cover, yes. And again, it offered a completely different version, vision of, of him. So he's not anymore uh, through these games uh, and through these interviews, he's not anymore the former Spaniel manager. Now people have realized of his success in, in England uh, that. You know, the success was... The Southampton era was successful. Already, before the Real Madrid Games, you have to say that he's, he's punching above his weight with, with Spurs. But he hadn't caught people's interest because he's still the Premier League and, and you know, the, the, perhaps he's not seen as a Spanish coach, etc. But this season has gone to another level, certainly. And he's comfortable there. That's interesting. and uh, And also he's seen as somebody that belongs there. So... The rumours about Barcelona wanted him uh, were based on Bartoméu's relationship with him. They've known each other for a long while. Their kids went to school together, etc. Uh, but it doesn't go any further than that. I mean, there's there's an admiration towards him, but of course he's very close to Espanyol. Uh, but it's quite clear that Florentino Perez sees him as a potential Real Madrid manager, and uh, and that that's something that uh, you know you just sense, but you get told as well. Which means that uh, his name will be linked to Real Madrid until he eventually, in a few years' time or whatever, goes to Real Madrid. Which means as well that uh, catch, catches people' interest and then they want to know more. And I'm pretty sure that uh, the fact that television, uh, television cameras will be there on Friday uh, as well as radio and newspapers. Uh, it's 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 down to the fact that that is you know is is a is a a lister, uh, and in terms of what I thought where he was going to go. I remember having a conversation with him over lunch while he was an Espanol and, uh, and I said to him, no, he asked me, how do you picture my, my career going? And I said, well, uh, you know, you stay with us for like five, six years as being Espanol and you take us to the Champions League, perhaps we win a cup and of course you will be taken away by Atletico Madrid or somebody like that or in Europe. And then you you win the league with them, and then uh, and then you know maybe one of the big ones from Spain will do so as well. But, get you in a, uh, but eventually you come to Espanyol, and then you take us to the Champions League again because that's you know that's an Espanyol fan talking there. Hmm. And uh, he thought, well, "What a mediocre career you think I'm going to have then?" And uh, and then I realized the ambition. I realized the ambition. I realized you know he was talking about the biggest uh, and to be at the top, and of course couple of years after arriving into the scene you didn't you, you don't see that unless you get to know him. And that was a little bit of a sign of uh, of somebody that wanted to get to the top and and had the energy and the wish to do so and, and I think he's he's certainly he's certainly there now.
2: That's really interesting because you know when he's been asked about trophies like the FA Cup, the League Cup in England, he's sort of dismissed them a little bit. I I'm sure privately and you know better than, than any of us would. But he he really wants to win something, anything. Mostly for these players because they deserve it. But you know he says, you know, I, I want to win the Premier League. I want to win the Champions League. Now he's speaking to a fan base that has that is success starved, and you know maybe we don't really believe as much as he does um, deep down. Uh, there's there's a kind of a beautiful naivety in in him, isn't there? Like I mean, he he believes it so much, and and who would dare to doubt him? But do you think maybe he just he needs to just try and go all-in on a League Cup or an FA Cup just to get that one trophy, just to get people off his back.
1: Just listen to yourself. So, what
2: did you say? You want a League Cup? Is that what you said? I didn't say I want a League Cup. I, 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 <laughs> personally, I'm, I'm with Maurizio on this one, but he does get you know, this question, when's the trophies coming? And saying, I want to win the Premier League, win the Champions League with Tottenham.
1: I don't different, know how things. Is. different things, different things, Andy. Winning, winning a title, and the process of winning—different things. So, uh, you know, any title is a, is a good thing. But uh, I, I think he it, it told me that when he when he first came in, people were saying, uh, "We're playing West Ham next. You know, we have to beat them because we want to be better than West Ham." And he's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> West Ham? Uh, you know." We have to be better better than anybody in the league. And people were like, yeah, well, you know, you know. And then you end up ahead of Arsenal and it's like, oh, my God, you know, celebrate like a welcome. Just We just finished ahead of Arsenal, but we still not come to the top. So he um, you have to listen to him and you have to go with him into that. Uh, that ambition that, that, that will bring the club to another level and it's bringing the club to another level of stability that nobody knows in this Premier League. In the last three, three four years, the most stable club around. But, uh, you know, the next step will be, yes, Champions League or, or the league, and why not believe in that? And it's it's important to get there, to believe that you can do it, both the, the, the fans and the club. But... How you get there and the process of winning is a different one. Uh, you know, the ambition is there, but can the club maintain the or keep growing? Keep, can they keep growing? Can they have the finances for it? Can they be breathing you know, in the market to uh, to actually get the players that can get you there? That's a different thing. because. Um, and if you're asking for him to be more realistic and to base his ambition more in what he sees, that would be... That would uh, uh, that would slow things down, because just letting go, letting go on that on that ride that he wants to take you, and uh, but let's make sure that the club follows as well, because if he doesn't, then then that can only finish in a you know in a split. That uh, can only finish in 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 and the club and him talking different languages. But right now, there's nothing to stop you dreaming that the Champions League or the league is what you should aim for because you are close enough.
2: It's I love it, Guillaume. The game's about glory is what they say at Tottenham.
1: Well, yes, but, but it's been too many years of thinking either we're not good enough or we cannot get that far or leaving five, ten minutes before the end of a game. I don't understand that. Uh, and I see that at spares a lot. People just leaving, you know, in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Um...
2: I don't know, have you ever tried to get back from Wembley on public transport? <laughs> I
1: have, a lot of the time. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I I, I've,
2: I've only left the game early once and we were, and, and I missed a goal. Luckily it was the fifth goal Chelsea scored against us so I wasn't too bothered <laughs> <laughs> about it. But, no, um, but I know, you know, what, I you know mean. what you mean, yeah. You've you know, got to stay you... to the end, win or lose.
1: Yes, well, not, not, not so much about faith with the club, it's just that, you know, that I think Spurs have, have shown you enough times that that there is more to them than, than, than you know a losing side or a side that just gets to the semi-finals and that's enough. But then you analyse why they lose against Chelsea in the semi-finals in the FA Cup or Manchester United or whatever, and, and you see that there is still more to be done. There's still better players needed. There's still better 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 decisions being taken, uh, and that's I think where he wants to push the the club towards.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Madrid links earlier. Now, obviously, he's just signed a new five-year contract at the club, which which is fantastic. I think everyone's delighted with that. But at the end of the season, there was a very interesting moment in the press conference where he he kind of broke ranks a little bit and sent a public message, well, it appears to be a public message to the hierarchy of the club saying that he needed backing. He he made this phrase, like, either me or someone else. He put a little bit of uncertainty in there. He talked about saying that we, we need a new project, um which was quite interesting and actually in, in the book i just wanted to there's a passage in the epilogue from daniel levy which i'll, I'll just read quickly if you don't mind go on. but it says we haven't really discussed the money that is available it's not a secret it will eventually be between Maurizio and me we wouldn't go public on it Maurizio is very aware that firstly we've got a huge capital project that we're embarking on for two seasons we have been competing for the title But it's unlikely that we can improve our starting eleven without spending a huge sum of money. And actually, I don't think that either I or Maurizio want to be in that model. It's a huge responsibility. We're a big club, but it's run as a proper club. We are self-sufficient. If we make a £60 million investment in a player, that means somebody else is going to be affected in our starting eleven. And if we make a mistake, it's very costly. So that was Levy's words at the end of your book. And now, you know there's a lot of call now for the for the chairman to back the manager moving into the new stadium so what do you think has changed since then knowing Pochettino as you do and having had access to the inner sanctum not just to him but to all the staff and to Daniel Levy himself
1: i just think that nobody should take anything for granted and uh, and that that is perhaps where his words come from to to the club and, and outside the club uh, i mean the, some of the things that I was hearing uh, from outside the club in terms of what, how the season had gone or, or you know, or that now he needs to win trophies and, and the next step will be to, you know, to win the league or whatever. Uh, and you think, well, uh, yes, people have taken it for granted or people realize that, uh, you know, Spurs or have forgotten that spares are pushing all the weight big time. Big, big time. And I know stats come up in terms of uh, wages paid by, uh, to players or net spending, and it puts spares in six or seventh or eighth or whatever. And, and people may not take notice of it, but that is the thing that makes you go further up in the table, money. And you know, if you look at, the, uh, at this season, that's just finishing, it was like playing away the whole season. It's not. It wasn't home. It wasn't her Lane. It will be next season. But this one was about: can we just maintain the level while while we are not at home? And it has happened. So, yet again, in my eyes, another massive, not big, not 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 just success, a huge success. But the way people are talking is like, oh well, you know, this is the man who doesn't win anything, and 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 a lot of things also disappointing. Words from some Spurs fan thinking, mm, yeah, okay, that was all right, but uh, we didn't get you know far enough in the Champions League. Whatever, you are punching above your weight, uh, and I know it's not sexy to consider uh, a little bit of thinking beyond a 12 year old, but uh, but maybe maybe some people should, both inside the club and outside the club. And I think that was a warning sign to say, look, uh, we are doing our best here, and we are coming out with. Uh, with results that people may not expect, uh, of course we have to push on, and that's that's what he wants to do. But uh, decisions have to be again brave and and early enough, so they beat everybody in the market. And perhaps I don't know, maybe maybe time has been wasted already. So we will see soon. One day start, you know, going for the targets that they want in the in the transfer market and improving that eleven that uh, Danny Levy was talking about. Yeah, I, so it's it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy when uh, when when you do the same kind of ex- excellent results for three years and uh, and and people start stop looking at the context of it.
2: I hundred percent agree with you. I've got a very annoying Manchester United supporting mate who likes to remind me of the lack of trophies and just you know when you're spending hundred twenty million whatever it was on Paul Pogba and you know look at City's bench is worth more than most. Countries, I think, let alone football teams. So that's the kind of competition we have, and he's done an amazing job with the resources he's been given. We're not paupers, but we're not Man City levels. Um, so you know, he's he's been brilliant. and I think most sensible Spurs fans will continue to back him. Um, so I wanted to know, actually, if, like, you know, given your relationship with Pochettino and having been embedded within Tottenham in the time of writing the book, are you a bit of a Spurs fan now? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm a fan of the. Of the I'm a fan of the process and I'm a fan of of his work there's no doubt about that uh, it's difficult to change loyalties when when you when I've been a fan of another club for so many decades now but uh, but I, I do like the people of the club a lot uh, I do like the people at the media department uh, the directors there the people at the academy the the, the coaching staff I, I have a, a sense of um, of invasion, for sure, because I don't belong there. But at the same time, uh, it's 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 kind of I'm, I'm treated very well, despite the fact that I'm invading their their space. So uh, I will always appreciate that. And it's only a football club. It's only a football club. I understand that, of course, you have to protect the football club and you have to protect the uh, everything that's going on there. But at the same time, it's only a football club. You sometimes go to football clubs uh, of the highest caliber, and they feel so precious about what they're doing and. And they put so many barriers between the fans and and, uh, and themselves and, and they think that they are absolutely special. And, uh, and it's only a football club. I run a football club. For me, it's the most special football club in the world, bar none. Uh, but I don't see that uh, th- there is, of course, areas that that you have to not give access. That's quite clear. But the rest, you know, you just want to explain what you're doing. You, obviously, you're talking about completely different levels. But what I mean is that, uh, you know, Nobody's that that, that is special, and uh, and if you are humble enough about what you're doing, and if you if you um, if you come from the kind of way of thinking that um, that you get in in Spain, for instance, where you're happy to show, you're happy to teach, then uh, then the relationships with the media, with the fans, just become better. I think Spurs have got it spot on in terms of uh, how to open up, uh, how much to open up and uh and the book i guess is 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 part of of that process even though it was kind of imposed on them because it wasn't that idea but they accepted that uh, that you have to open a window for fans to to see what's going on and to see the work that the work that's behind so then our result doesn't become something that you can um, you can use to insult a player but you can understand it as part of of that process
2: and i think that's what makes your book so brilliant so I think we can start to wrap up. Um, so the Spanish version is obviously out now if anyone is listening in Spain or speaks Spanish and wants to check that out. Um, published by Contra, you said? Yes, and, Contra And you said there's a new, uh, updated UK edition on its way. What was the date of that, if you want to plug that?
1: Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be sometime in uh, late August, beginning of September. So uh, I hope to write it next week. And uh, he will just give you, a, either through his words or my words, I haven't decided yet, a, a vision of what's happened this season, including uh, what's behind his words uh, in the last few press conferences.
2: Fantastic. I've got one last question. Just, you know, finally, I'm speaking to one of Spain's most notable football writers and pundits. I can't let you go without talking about the Champions League final. Real Madrid won again, of course. But I think the biggest question coming off the back of that result is Bale going to come back to Tottenham? No. Damn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I think we we we're all in the agreement that you sh- you shouldn't fight against your own shadow. So whatever you've been, uh, you know, you, you have to move on. You have to move on. And uh, and and he's he's at a different level right now. He's he's at Real Madrid. You're asking to go from Real Madrid to to a team that's that has been fighting for third place in the in in the Premier League. And that is a big jump. Uh, Real Madrid, best club in the world. There's there's no doubt about that because of the glamour, the success. Uh, and, you know, Gareth Bale is at the peak of his powers. Uh, he, I think he will stay. And uh, and that's probably the most logical Come on, Gev,
2: he'll get to play with Moussa Sissoko.
1: Uh, I was going to say that and Dembele, but who knows? if Dembele will be there <laughs> next season, but... Uh, but yeah, it, uh, you, you had uh, got it brain already. Uh, you should be looking for aiming for some somewhere else.
2: What a play he was! All right, well, thanks very much, GM. I'll leave it there.
1: Okay, James. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sport Social Podcast network sports 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 Social Podcast Network
0: 18 plus.